Hello, so I wanted to create another episode for you guys this morning, and this episode I'm going to be talking about healing from healing. And the reason why I say healing from healing is because I feel like there comes a point in a healing journey where if we're so enraptured and so focused on the healing, we forget to take stock of how far we've already come and to celebrate those little wins. And we also continue to look at ourselves as something to be healed, something to be worked on, something to be fixed. We continue to look at ourselves as broken and we continue to perpetuate this idea that we still have more healing to do. Before I, I delve into this and why I believe that there comes a point where we should focus on healing from healing, I do want to say this, healing is non-linear. And this is why I talk about this. This is why I want to talk about this. Is because healing is non-linear. Healing takes on many forms and many processes and many emotions and ideas and belief systems and triggers and responses will come up when we are healing. And while it is a good thing to focus on our healing and to focus on ourselves, when we continue to say, oh, I have a lot of healing to do, the universe continues to create circumstances and situations for us that reiterate that and say, yeah, you do. You have a lot of healing to do. You have a lot of growing up to do. You have a lot of processing to go through. You have a lot that you need to fix. And we will continue to believe that about ourselves and we will continue to perpetuate that within our lives. It's kind of the same thing as as what I talked about earlier um, in earlier seasons where I talked about the idea of continuing to say, oh, well, I'm manifesting this. Oh, well, I'm attracting this into my life. You can say that you are, you know, growing on a daily basis or you are um, attracting something on a daily basis that, yeah, yeah, you are, you know. That, that's not what I'm saying. You shouldn't, I'm not telling you how to, how to, um, how to look at something or how to, or how to phrase something to your comfort level. But what I am saying is that what happens sometimes when you are affirming that you are constantly doing something is that you will be constantly doing that thing. That's what I'm saying here is that when we are saying, oh, well, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing. Oh, well, I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting. You are affirming that you are constantly doing something to be able to then get to your, get to this like future state. And what can sometimes happen is that we will look at the future as the point where we've already done all the work. And that future version of us is the version that is healed. And that future version of us is the version that is fixed. The future version of us is the version that we want to be. Instead of saying to ourselves that we are that version right now, that we are healed, that we are as perfect as we can be within this moment, 
within this present moment and that we can live our lives in the now. Because I am a firm believer that the only point in time that really matters is the present moment. What time is it? Now. The time is now. And the present moment is where we should be living our lives, not in this projection of the future and seeing the future as the be-all, end-all result and the future as the place where we will be the happiest and we will be the smartest and we will have the, the best life and we will... Because the more we project into the future that the future is the end goal and the future is the place where we will have what it is that we want, we're always living for that future. We're always living for that future and we're always creating this space where we're unhappy within the present because we don't see the future result. We're looking at the result. We're looking at that outcome. We're attaching to that outcome instead of saying, I have it. Instead of saying, it's here. Instead of saying, I'm healed. Instead of saying, I have healed to the point where I can heal no further. Because sometimes what happens when we are too focused on the healing, when we are too focused on the doing and the creating, we will also unintentionally say that we are not yet healed, that we are not yet done. And what will happen is we will continue to sometimes relive those experiences and those traumas that we thought we had healed from. And we will continue to put ourselves in this cycle where we are experiencing those traumas and those, and those things. And we are continuing to put ourselves in that cycle where we're judging ourselves and we're looking at our present circumstances as horrible or bad. And we're judging ourselves as being horrible or bad. And we're saying, oh, well, we are not this perfect version of ourselves that we hope to be. And because we're not this perfect version of ourselves, then other people are not going to want to be around us. That, you know, other people aren't going to want to be our friends. Other people aren't going to want to whatever. And we, and we wind up spiraling ourselves into this cycle where we continue to go through those experiences that hurt us. And it winds up being more to our detriment that we say, oh, well, I'm healing. Oh, well, I still have healing to do. Oh, well, I still have this thing to do. Sometimes the best thing to do is to just be within the present moment instead of looking at, oh, well, I want to be perfect in the future. You will be perfect in the future if you decide that you are perfect now. (laughs) That's how it works. You will be perfect in the future if you decide that right now you are perfect. And that's not to say, oh, well, I'm perfect and like, you know, inflate the ego. But to look at yourself as a perfect creation. And in the best way possible, that you can look at yourself and say that you are enough. That you have healed to the point where you can heal no further. That you are not going to put yourself into a detriment any further because you are done feeling as though you're not enough. And I will say this, healing is a journey that is completely individualized. 
and what would work for me and what has worked for me might not work for somebody else and that is completely okay but the reason why I am saying that we should heal from healing is because the more we perpetuate that we have something to fix within ourselves the more we will find things to fix within ourselves the more flaws we will start to see within ourselves because we are looking for those flaws. We are looking for those things to heal. We are looking for those things to fix. We are looking for that trauma to release. We are looking for it. And what we're looking for, we will find. Just like what I say with manifestation, what you focus on is what is going to happen. What you believe is what is going to manifest, right? So if you believe that you have a lot of healing to still do, you're going to manifest more healing for yourself. You're going to perpetuate more healing for yourself. You're going to perpetuate more of this state where you're not fully healed, where you're not feeling good about yourself, where you're not feeling like you are in the best state that you could possibly be in the present. You're looking at your present and saying, that there is something wrong with your present. You are looking at your present self and saying that there is something wrong with you. When really there isn't. What is wrong is what happened in the past that you want to heal from. What is causing you pain is those memories. What is causing you pain is those experiences and the, the memories that those experiences have left you with and those responses that those experiences have left you with. But in the present moment, there is nothing actually causing you pain. You are feeling and experiencing anxiety and pain and suffering over something that already happened. Or if you're not experiencing it over something that has already happened, you are projecting into the future that things will be better and you are creating a present for yourself that is detrimental and tumultuous because you are looking at the future as that freedom instead of telling yourself right now that you can have that freedom and granting yourself that permission to have that freedom, to have that beautiful life, to be free from that anxiety and stress, to be free from that um, that grip of depression even when you do feel depressed emotions and you know and and I'm not going to try and get on the basis of psychology because I like I like I said in my other episode that I created this morning that these episodes are not meant to supplement anything these episodes are not meant to be um, a placeholder for any kind of professional advice and I am also not a therapist I am also not a psychologist there are things that I don't know um so I will not try to preach what I don't know. But from what I do know from my own experiences within therapy is that if I were to go to my therapist and continue to retrace a trauma pattern, she would, they would tell me, because I had several therapists over the course of time, they would tell me that I am still perpetuating this thing for myself. They would say, okay, well, 
Um, you know, it's not to say that you need to continue, that you need to just, you know, snap your fingers and it's fixed, but this is a repeating pattern. And I mean, it was a pattern that I was in therapy for anyway, but there were times where I would feel confident that the pattern was going to change and that I would do the work to change the pattern. And then they would see me again and they would be like, you were doing, you were doing so great. What's going on today? And they would also, you know, kind of reiterate the same thing that I'm saying is that you're focusing on something that already happened or you're projecting too far into the future and that's what's causing you this distress. And it's causing you not only the distress, but it's also causing you to feel as though you can't trust yourself to to move forward, to feel as though you can't trust yourself to actually get better. To feel as though you can't trust yourself to um, do something that is going to help you. And recently, one day, I noticed that I still had some habits and traits of um, the old me. And what I mean by the old me is this version of myself that I was living in two years ago. And I, as well as many, as well as many individuals, experienced a really bad bout of depression um, when everything started shutting down, especially because I identified as being a more extroverted person then. And I have come to recognize that I am an extroverted introvert and not the opposite way around. I am very ambiverted. I, I do like to socialize. I do like to be around people. I do like to help people. I do like to do creative things that allow me to add value to this world and and interact with others but I also like to have my alone time and I have a very I have a much lower energy output than I initially thought I had and um, I've even taken Myers-Briggs tests and Enneagram tests that have pretty much told me that I'm an extrovert and I'm like I don't really feel like this is fully me though (laughs) um so um but I have noticed that I am an extroverted introvert and I actually do have less of an energy output than people have come to assume and less of an energy output than I even came to assume. I, um, and what I mean by energy output, and that, is, and that is the difference between an introvert and an, and an extrovert, is the level of energy output that they have, not just... Um, oh, you're an introvert, you don't like socializing, you're not a people person. That's not what an introvert means. Or an extrovert um, being more of a people person than an introvert. That's not what that meant. That's not what that means at all. Extroversion means that there are more things that the person can do within their external environment and more things that they can have energy for and put their energy into and they have a greater energy output and sometimes the downside of that is that they will push themselves to burnout because they're just like um, they're the kind of person who will hear their boss for example tell them hey I need you to work on Saturday and they will say yes absolutely and then Saturday hits and then they're working and they're like oh my god I am exhausted and then you know, they will, they will hear their boss on Saturday tell them, hey, can you come in tomorrow too? And they feel like if they say no, 
that they're going to lose their job and then they feel like if they say yes that they're just going to hit burnout so it's a vicious cycle <laughs> um, and that can be one of the downsides of being an extrovert and it is something that as someone who identified with extroversion for a long time I even experienced was constant burnout <laughs> um, like like damn near constant and and whenever I would rest, I would be like, oh my God, I feel amazing. The sun is out and I don't need coffee. And then, <laughs> you know, and then, and then later on that same day, I would be like, oh my God, I need, I need a nap, you know, like, and, and just curl up on my couch or, or, um, when, when I was in, when I was in college, I'd be like, I need to go to my dorm, you know, like, <laughs> but, um, or I would put myself in situations where I would want to be around people because I didn't want to be alone. But then I would feel more lonely around those people. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a vicious cycle that I created for myself um, in those times. But, uh, and and uh, not to say that I always created this because I didn't. Um, there were many more happy memories that I do have of, of college nowadays than I used to. But... Um, but yeah, like I used to identify with having more of an energy output and now I identify with having a lower energy output and I am noticing where I want to put my energy into things and then um, once I do put my energy into my creative pursuits and my creative endeavors and the things that I need to do for work, then I'm just like, all right, I, I shut off my phone at a certain point at night and um, I'm going to bed by a certain point and I'm waking up by a certain point and that's my life. And I, I feel more structured because I've created structures for myself, but I also notice that those structures sometimes aren't fully stable and that there is room for flexibility. Excuse me, there is room for flexibility in my life. But what I did was that I noticed that there were ways in which I was creating this, like, um, space for myself where I wasn't feeling good and when I when the um when the shutdown started happening when when the restrictions started happening um during 2020 I would be at home majority of my time and then when I started going back to actually being able to actively be on campus, I was a commuter, and then I was also working on my on my uh, my uh, school's campus uh, with a radio station, a student-run radio station, um, and I love that job. <laughs> like I miss it. I miss it sometimes. I really do. Um, but in order to work for that radio station, I would either need to be a a student or or um, apply for some sort of a you know kind of like. Um, <clears throat> A different role but um, I I would like to actually be in the booth which is more of a student thing um, so and and that and that's the the thing that they that they allow for for students um, would be uh, running the broadcasting so that's a student run thing so I would have to be a student to do that <laughs> but I I was working at the radio station and taking my classes and um, I was commuting. 
So I was constantly burnt out. And by the time that I would get home, I wouldn't want to do my dishes. My dishes would pile up in the sink for days, sometimes a whole week. Um, my laundry would pile up. And um, whenever my, uh, my grandmother, because I live with my grandmother technically, whenever she would come home, she would try to help me with it. But then she would also yell at me because it's like, well, why is this all piled up? Why is this happening? Because I'm constantly burnt out. <laughs> because I have no time for myself. I have no breathing room. I have no, you know, whatever. And now that I work from home, I have that breathing room. And like, I, I get up in the morning and I do my morning routine. And then I'm always, you know, picking up after myself with my dishes. Sometimes I go through three loads of dishes in my dishwasher in a full day because like, um, I, I will be like, all right, I don't really want to scrub anything. I'll just put my dishes in the dishwasher because I have a dishwasher because I have that luxury. And I'll put it in with a, with a Cascade pod and the Cascade pod does all the work. And then I'm just like, all right, I can just put my dishes away, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, you know, catching up on my laundry all the time and I'm always able to actually do my laundry within a day and like fold it and put it away and all of that stuff and it's just like wow I'm able to prioritize myself prioritize my work prioritize everything from the comfort of my home and that is what that is the life that I wanted to have for myself that is the life that I wanted to create for myself and that is the life that I knew would make me happy where I would be able to work from home and still be able to take care of myself and not have to worry about being out all day and then coming home and being exhausted. That's not the life that I wanted. And I didn't wanna just have my weekends where I was doing everything to catch up on my, you know, um, my domestic chores. I wanted to be able to have my weekends where I could either decide to work and, and pick up on domestic chores, but then also um, have time to to spend with people or have time to create when it came to like YouTube videos or um, other other creative pursuits that weren't the podcast and, and what I'm already doing for work. And <clears throat> but yeah, I wanted I wanted control over my life and, and I said I'm gonna start working from home. And that's exactly what I did. And but I had to get to a point where I was healing from healing. Because what was happening within that time where I was constantly hitting burnout is that I was distracting myself from my real problems. And one of my real problems was that I was suffering from the worst case of depression. And I even got on um, medication at one point that wound up making it worse for me. Um, so I wound up getting off of the medication. Um, but I... I got to a point where I had to heal from healing because I was focused on this healing and I was focused on identifying with, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have a disorder, I have this, I have that. Instead of saying, this is something that I occasionally deal with and maybe something that I deal with on a great scale, but it doesn't have to consume me. And I finally got to a point where it wasn't consuming me but it was still something that I experienced. I still experience anxiety, even though I have gotten to a point where I have a, a better self-concept. I still sometimes experience anxiety. I still sometimes experience really, really heavy sadness and, and sometimes depression. I still sometimes experience fear and doubt and worry and stress, but I have gotten to a point in my life with my own self-concept where I am able to transmute that energy whenever it 
winds up coming up. And even if it means that I have to transmute it by talking to, to friends or if it means that I have to transmute it by self-regulating, I do what I need to do in that moment to help myself without focusing on this is something that I still need to heal. And, and this turned into a bit of a self-concept episode as well um, instead of just healing from healing. But the reason why I say that it's good to learn to heal from healing um, and the reason why I use that verbiage is because when we focus too heavily on healing, we are saying that we are not done healing, that we are broken. And we are reiterating that and, and regurgitating that to ourselves. Instead of saying, I am perfectly flawed. I have things that I need to work on, yes. But I don't need to browbeat myself over it. I don't need to look at myself as an unhealed and imperfect person if I still experience anxiety at times. I don't need to look at myself as an unhealed and imperfect person if I if I have a week where I maybe don't prioritize my laundry and my dishes. I am not an unhealed, imperfect person if I can't always prioritize XYZ thing and if I can only make so much time in a day for so many things. I am still a perfect person. I am still a good person. I am still a worthy person. I am still manifesting and creating the life that I know that I deserve. I am still you know, I am human. I am human and I am living in this present moment existence in the best way that I possibly can. Instead of perpetuating cycles that happened in the past and clinging onto that or projecting a hope for a future that won't actually happen until I make a choice in the present to be able to have the best life that I can have in this present moment. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, Um, and if you liked it, feel free to leave a rating and a review, and if you would like to discuss further anything that was talked about in this episode, you can contact me at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com, and I would love to hear your thoughts and open up further discussion. I hope you have a great day, and I love you. Bye!